0: How to Be Fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best
1: price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Want to be more informed about what's happening
2: in the world? Meet Meet the the Skim! A
0: daily email newsletter that has everything you need to start your day. In just five minutes, you get the major news and events explained in a quick, easy way. Plus, it's free and delivered right to your inbox.
2: Subscribe at theskim.com slash btb. That's the SKIM.com slash btb. And when you do that, you'll be entered to win a $50 Visa gift card. Fun! The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content, so maybe use headphones if you're listening at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolanta. What can you hold that isn't an object? What can I
0: hold that isn't an object? What, what do you have in mind? What do you think I can hold that isn't an object? A grudge. Oh, Get it? Oh, God, that's bad.
2: That is... So bad, it's good.
0: That is a bad joke. Why are you asking me this horrible dad joke?
2: Because today we're about to live by a book that's all about grudges.
0: And I suppose you're going to force me to hold a grudge, aren't you? Of
2: course, because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book.
0: In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives.
2: Today, our book is How to Hold a Grudge, From Resentment to Contentment, The Power of Grudges to Transform Your Life by Sophie Hanna.
0: Sophie Hannah is a proud grudge holder. From a very young age, she loved talking about her grudges and felt a sense of contentment when she did. But as she got older, she heard the message repeatedly from society and self-help authors that grudges were unhealthy. They said that hurt feelings were a choice, and they insisted that the best way around hurt was to choose not to take anything personally that others say or do to us. Hannah tried her best to put that advice into action. When people did horrible things to her, she'd try to reframe those actions into a neutral or positive light. But she found that the more she tried to pretend things didn't bother her, the louder her grudge stories got in her head. She wondered why she couldn't give up her grudges. And then it hit her. Her grudges were actually enjoyable and good for her.
2: In How to Hold a Grudge, Sophie Hanna asserts that it's of course essential to have a positive mindset if we want to be happy, but getting to that happy place means acknowledging and processing our feelings. Denying negative emotions and experiences in the hopes that they will just disappear from our memories will only lead to more internal conflict and stress in the long term, and facing our reality often means holding a grudge. But grudges aren't just about processing feelings. They're also about learning lessons. When lines are crossed, grudges clarify our own personal value systems. And they increase the likelihood that we'll treat others and ourselves with respect. To be clear, Hannah's definition of a grudge doesn't involve never-ending feelings of hate, bitterness, or rage— to her, grudges are not inherently negative and they have no stigma attached to them. Rather, she believes that they are part of a healing process that helps us to eventually see the past with a sense of humor, wisdom, and even forgiveness. She lays out her philosophy and process, which she calls the Grudgefold Path, in her book. Here's how
0: you do it Step one Acknowledge your negative feelings. Understand that people can and will piss us off always and forever. As a result, we will sometimes experience negative emotions, such as anger and sadness. Don't try to deny or banish these feelings or move them along too quickly, but also recognize that negative feelings can pass however strongly we feel them in the moment. At the same time, resolve that with your grudge, you will bring no harm to yourself or your grudge e.
2: Step 2. Write the story of your grudge. It can be as long or as short as you like, but it should contain all the relevant details of the grudge-sparking incident. Feel free to include some backstory and feelings, too. Don't read through your grudge story immediately after you've written it. Leave it alone overnight.
0: Step three, create an alternative outcome story. The next day, read through what you've written. What kind of story is it? Is it a story of cruelty or injustice, neglect, abandonment? Whatever kind of story it is, see if there is any space anywhere to add some humor. Now, rewrite the story, changing those of your actions that you wish you could change and adding the different results your altered actions would yield.
2: Step four, learn from your grudge. Compare your two stories side by side. List all the lessons you learned about yourself and the perpetrator as a result of your grudge sparking incident and resolve not to end up in the same situation that caused your grudge. Step five, place
0: your grudge in your grudge cabinet. You can use an actual cabinet or just a shoebox. What it looks like does not matter. The important thing is that you have a symbolic place to put your grudges, where they can continue acting as a lesson and an inspiration to you. And for every grudge you add, be sure to take one grudge out. Find one that is no longer enjoyable or instructive, or one for which the grudgy has expressed remorse. Step six,
2: add to your gratitude grudge cabinet. For every grudge you add to your grudge cabinet, add a gratitude grudge to a gratitude cabinet. A gratitude grudge is a happy story of a great thing someone did, for you or for others, that you want to make a point of remembering. Add to this cabinet as often as you like. Step seven,
0: forgive. Once your grudge is firmly and happily in place, you will no longer think that your grudgy will get off scot-free if you forgive him. You'll know that he didn't get away with it because there's your grudge in the cabinet to prove it. So forgive him, and then choose to behave the same toward the person in the future, or choose not to. That's totally up to you.
2: Step eight, be a responsible grudge holder. Accept that other people are as entitled and as likely to hold grudges about us as we are to hold grudges about them. Try not to cause other people anger or pain. And if for some reason you realize you have behaved badly to someone, apologize and do what you can to put it right. If they want to hold a grudge, that's up to them, and that's fine. And, of course, be responsible to yourself. If your grudge exploration is causing additional suffering over and above the hurt caused by a sparking incident, seek professional guidance.
0: That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. All right, Jolenta, tell us about your first week of living by how to hold a grudge.
2: So I'm not going to lie, Kristen. I consider myself a bit of a grudge queen. Oh, good for you. You know, I remember all of the stories about all of the people who have wronged me and when and how and where. It's like I can sort of flip through those stories like a fun, like, scrapbook in my mind.
0: Wow. Yeah. You don't even need this book. You know what you're doing, it sounds
2: like. So at least when it comes down to living by this book, I feel like I had step one pretty nailed, which is acknowledge negative feelings. Like, I feel like I'm pretty good about walking around being like that pisses me off nice and I do know people who are like nothing ever ruffles my feathers like I'm fine (laughs) and it's like no I don't fly that way but to make sure my assumption was correct I asked my partner Brad to see if he thought I had mastered the art of acknowledging my negative feelings and here is what he had to say uh how am I at acknowledging negative feelings or like embracing anger (laughs) 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 laughing isn't an answer (laughs) thank you I think you're fully in touch with your angry side. Right. That's not a thing I need to, like, open and be like, oh, my God, you're here. No. yeah. No, I think you've opened that door. I probably walk around in that doorway just nice and angry. I think you, like, live in that house with the door. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a better better way to put it. Thank you. Yeah, no, I think you know how to, like, I think... You have done a good job in, like, admitting that, like, oh, yeah, I walk around with, like, some, like, anger about X sometimes. Or, like, Brad says something and that pissed me off. And And, he will know right away. And he will know right away. That's right. So, yes, check.
0: Girl, you are good at holding grudges. And Brad sounds like he's proud of you, you and your grudge house.
2: Oh, yeah. He loves visiting my grudge house. <laughs> it's a delight. All right. So what did you do next? After that, I moved on to step two, writing the story of my
0: grudge. Which grudge did you choose? Do, do you have a new grudge in your life? What's going on with oh, that?
2: Oh, I sat down and I wrote down every story of every grudge I could think of. All my major all grudges. your grudges? Yes. How many would you say are on your list of major grudges? Well, take a listen to this audio diary to find out that magic number. All right, I'm looking over my written-up grudges, and honestly, even though I consider myself like a very angry, grudge-holdy person, they're not that bad. And they're all exactly what I expected, and they're only five. These are all very run-of-the-mill grudges, and none of them are horrendous, and there aren't that many.
0: Five grudges. Actually, Jolenta, that is not so bad. Right? Yeah, I thought it would be more are they all current? Are they past? What kind well, of grudges are these? I'd say
2: there are some past ones, some biggies, you know, some mildly fresh ones that are about like two years old. And then my freshest, my most recent grudge happened just the other day. My downstairs neighbor, turns out, is a fucking dick. Oh, I know <laughs> about your
0: downstairs neighbor. He is the worst. You've even tweeted oh, about your downstairs neighbor. He's
2: just a dick. He's a dick. His dog was really upset. We let him know, hey, your dog's freaking out all morning, on a Sunday morning, really, really early. What's going on? And he was like, ditto, your dog sucks too. And I wrote back, oh, I'm so sorry, our dog sucks. BT dubs in the future, an apology would go a long way instead of a like, ditto. And then he went crazy. And wrote me, like, you know, novels about why I'm demanding and how dare I demand an apology and how dare I lecture him. It called it a demand at gunpoint at one point.
0: A demand at gunpoint. Yep. Yes. Yes. I am so aware of that. So basically, it yeah. turns
2: out I didn't know I was poking a sleeping bear that lived below me and someone with just a lot of rage to spew.
0: That's totally grudge-worthy, in Thank my you. opinion. So what did you do after you wrote down all of those grudges, including this one against your neighbor?
2: Well, the next day, I wrote out all my grudges with alternate endings, which is step three.
0: Ooh. And can you tell us what happened in your alternate ending story with your neighbor?
2: In our alternate ending story, I say nothing in response to his first email. Ooh. And I just go. You iced oh, him. That was a little rude, but I'm not going to take it on. And then I live my happy life and don't know he's super angry. Oh,
0: love it. And Thank then, you. did that mean it was time then for you to start writing down the lessons that you learned from your original stories and your rewritten stories?
2: Well, those lessons, that step four you're referencing, happens in week two. So you're going to have to stay tuned for lesson time. All right, fine, fine. How was your first week of living by how to hold a grudge, Kristen?
0: All right. Well, the listeners are going to get a wonderful, wonderful view of how different you and I are Uh right now because I have to admit, I had a really hard time coming up with a grudge, any grudge at all to hold during the course of this book.
2: This is not true. I can think of like three grudges off the top of my head that you hold.
0: Or the grudges you hold on my behalf, my friend.
2: That is a very sobering and possibly (laughs) true
0: question. I mean, the author says early on that some people are just naturally better grudge holders than others. Natural. And I just don't know if I have the gift. I really don't know if I do.
2: I don't think anyone listening is surprised by this fact, although somehow I am.
0: (laughs) I had a hard time. I mean, I was racking my brain to come up with a grudge, and I was really stumped. And so I did what I usually do when I'm stumped. I talked to my husband, Dean, to get his thoughts. And here we are. I just don't think I'm good at holding grudges because if there's a, somebody who fucks me over, I just cut them out of my life.
3: <laughs> well, that's great if it's somebody you can cut out of your life. But have, what about people you can't cut out of your life? What about family or, you know? Well,
0: I've done that. <laughs> oh, okay.
3: What about what about coworkers? What about, you know, you can't, you gotta go to work.
0: Why don't I freelance?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I see your solution. That's a good one.
3: Um what about me? What if you held a grudge against me? I don't want to hold a grudge against... <laughs> And
0: besides that, I'm not supposed to hold the grudges against the people. I'm supposed to hold them against
3: actions, not oh, against. Oh, I people. see. I see. So But there's definitely things you can't, you know, cut out of your life. You've got to be close to that. Action or that situation, like over and over again, and then shouldn't you be holding that grudge?
0: Mm, let me
3: think about that.
0: Yeah, so I thought Dean's perspective was really good. Grudges mm-hmm. are best suited to people you have to be around, right, and are going to have to see again and again, like that one friend who's at every party that you go to, right. or that co worker, or that one family member. So I thought about it, and I thought about it, and initially I kept thinking about big amorphous things like corporations that pollute the environment Mm, or mm -hmm. anti-vaxxers who contribute to measles outbreaks and so on. (laughs) But, you know, those issues are just too big and amorphous, and I don't actually think that that made sense. So I just kept thinking and thinking and thinking, but then the solution hit me right over the head, or rather it hit the ceiling over my head, (gasps) like you, Jolenta, Lenta. A neighbor issue oh no they're the worst take a listen oh, why are they so loud
3: well they're well,
0: children but they are so loud what else are we supposed to do we we've, we've talked with them about it uh-huh you emailed them about it uh-huh they're just so fucking loud
3: i don't know what to do love I don't know. Either. Maybe we should get some big old speakers and point them up at the roof. <laughs> create a cone of not silence and aim at it, I don't know, their baby's room. Um, I, I don't know. Oh,
0: now is the time to hold a grudge. Well, of course. Yes, this is my grudge I've been looking for.
3: There you go. Hold it close to your heart and fill the world with hate.
0: So, Jolanta, I'm not sure if you could tell from that audio diary what that sound was that Dean and I were complaining about. My
2: nightmares? I don't know. It was
0: the two small children who live above us. It sounded like they were in the room with you. Oh, my God. It feels like they are in the room with us all the time. It is the worst, especially considering I work from home all the time now, and especially since I'm putting the finishing touches on So You Want to Start a Podcast, my book, which comes out this summer. And so... I thought, I'm going to let myself feel my angry feelings about this. I feel a lot of anger toward the upstairs neighbors on a daily basis, honestly. But I really gave my all to letting myself feel those angry feelings. And then when I was ready, I moved on to step two.
2: And that is write the story
0: of your grudge. And I'm going to read out loud the story to you right now. Oh, beautiful. Once upon a time, Dean and Kristen moved into a lovely sunny apartment on the fourth floor of a five-story walk-up building. All three times they looked at the apartment before moving in, it was so silent you could hear a pin drop. But not long after moving in, they began hearing the older child run back and forth across the length of the apartment upstairs every morning and every night and many hours in between. Dean and Kristen tried to be the friendly new neighbors, helping out around the building and not making a fuss about the noise. But then the baby began running too, and soon the two children were chasing each other as well as their two new cats. Dean and Kristen were forced to wake every morning at 6 a.m., even on the weekends, and listen to the running every night until 8 p.m. Eventually, Dean emailed them a very sweet note saying, "'Hey, we love being your neighbors, and we love your adorable, very energetic children.'" But we're not sure you know how much noise your children make. Would it be possible for you to please put down some rugs? The neighbors felt horrible. They were minimalists, and it never occurred to them that no. their echoey rug-free apartment was contributing to the noise. They put down some rugs, but the rugs did very little to help. Dean and Kristen didn't know what to do. Kristen talked one afternoon to their very sweet nanny when the children's body slamming began to shake their ceiling lights. The nanny apologized, but nothing more was done to remedy the noise. Dean and Kristen didn't know what to do. The only solace they had was looking at the misery on the faces of their neighbors, who looked as though they were being held hostage by their loud children. The
2: end. Wow, what a beautiful grudge story. (laughs) I love it. How does it make you feel?
0: Well, actually, it made me feel pretty good. It reminded me that no matter how irritated Dean and I are living below these neighbors— They're actually way more miserable than us. I almost didn't feel like I had to do any more steps after that because just writing it out, it really Mm -hmm. reminded me of like, I mean, these people are sad. Sometimes I'll come home from work and I'll find one of them sitting on the front stoop and I'll ask if they're okay. And they'll say, I just need another few minutes of not seeing them no oh yes boof they are exhausted they are miserable i'm guessing they don't get enough sleep yeah and these two boys just never fucking stop so So they
2: need to go on some sort of like toddler running program or something they clearly need to be like marathon babies.
0: yes please enroll them right now in the new york marathon because they would win that thing anywho so writing actually that alone made me Mm -hmm. feel so good that I thought, I can just hang up my hat right now. I think I just won this grudge book. I figured out a grudge. I processed my feelings about it. I wrote my feelings down. The end. But
2: there are so many more steps in a whole nother week.
0: Yes, you're right. There are more steps. And I'll tell you about those when we come back. Sounds good.
2: If there's something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. BetterHelp offers
0: licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and more.
2: You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Everything is obviously confidential And what I love is you can get help at your own time and your own pace. You know, you can schedule video or phone sessions as well as even chat and text with your therapist. If for some reason
0: you are not happy with your counselor, though, you can request a new one at any time for no
2: additional charge. I guarantee it's easier than breaking up with a therapist. (laughs) Uh, Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Buy the book listeners even get 10% off your first month with discount code BTB. So why not get started today? Go to BetterHelp.com BTB. Then simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your
0: needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's BetterHelp.com BTB.
2: If you've ever thought about getting a cat but can't get past the gross litter box, you've got to check out Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter is cat
0: litter 2.0. It comes shipped to your door in a small lightweight bag that lasts the entire month. That means no inconvenient trips to the pet store or cramming oversized bags of litter in the closet. Plus, Pretty Litter has next-level odor protection. Instead of using clay or compost that clumps and is impossible to clean up, Pretty Litter has super absorbent crystals that trap and conceal odor and moisture. No smell, no mess.
2: I have to say my upstairs neighbors have two cats that I love to listen to because I can hear them chase each other upstairs, and they use Pretty Litter,
0: and they love it. Try Pretty Litter today by visiting prettylitter.com and use promo code BYTHEBOOK for 20% off your first
2: order. That's prettylitter.com, promo code Book for 20% off. That's
0: prettylitter.com, promo code Book. Okay, Jolenta, we talked about our first weeks of living by how to hold a grudge. Let's now talk about our second week, starting with you.
2: Oh, do, let's. So I started my week two comparing my grudge stories with my alternate ending grudge stories and writing out the lessons I could learn from each one for step four. Would you like to know what I learned, Kristen? Oh,
0: absolutely. I want to learn everything, especially from that neighbor.
2: Well, from my grudges, I have learned the following lessons. Just because someone can't say they're sorry doesn't mean you don't deserve an apology. Take
0: that, neighbor. Hey-o. Take it. Take it. Not everyone has to like you. Fuck you, neighbor.
2: Yeah. It's never too late to start over mm. with your neighbor. <laughs> I added that just for you, Kristen. <laughs> and no one deserves to be demeaned. Again, neighbor, that's for you. Even by your neighbor. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love all those. Those are good lessons. Thank you. Thank those y'all. are fantastic. And then what did you do after that? Then I did steps five and six.
0: Oh, those are the two steps where you put grudges in cabinets. You put a gratitude grudge in the gratitude cabinet, and you put your regular grudge in your regular grudge cabinet.
2: Yes. I got two little mason jars And designated one for grudges, one for gratitude grudges. I wrote out some gratitude grudges, you know, nice moments where people reminded me of like the power of goodness and just did nice things for me, like gave me a real genuine compliment on the street for no reason and brightened my day. See, those are good neighbors. That's
0: not a bad neighbor. Exactly. That's what a good neighbor does.
2: Exactly. And then I just sort of sat back and looked at my little paper scraps in my jars and I was like, this feels good this feels right. My grudges have been fully thought out. I have taken away something good from them. And they're they're being taken care of in their little houses. And I don't need to remind myself of them because I know where they live.
0: It sounds like you've gotten some good stuff yeah. out of this so far. At this I really point. liked it. Well, I'm curious then about how you did with the next step. That would be step seven, which is forgiveness. Yes.
2: Which is, a step I always tend to skip. <laughs> yes, you do. And I usually
0: do, too, for that matter.
2: But I was like, wait, this book is vibing with me so hard. Let's revisit it and really look at what it says about forgiveness. So I think this book is using the, like, pop culture self-help version of forgiveness. Like, in no way does she say, absolve this person of their sins or, like, pardon them forever. She says... Know what you know about them now or about that situation and move forward with confidence and treat that person the same or differently. And that I can do. I can move forward with confidence and a belief in a lesson I have learned that in no way means I'm going to pardon people for their shit. So just when I was coming to a place of peace where I'm like, oh, instead of forgiveness, I'm going to say move forward with confidence in yourself. Brad surprised me with some news. Listen. Guess what? What? Um, Your favorite neighbor Mm -hmm. downstairs is selling the apartment. Really? He says he's putting it on the market and he's going to be sprucing up things, not just in the apartment, but like for
4: the building because he wants it to get more money.
2: Oh, like in the hallway? Yeah. Like himself?
4: Yeah, he says he's paying for that. He's paying for like sprucing up the tree outside.
2: Oh, that's nice. Sweet. So that's that is interesting. That's a, a development. Significant. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Hot damn. You're getting rid of your bad
0: neighbor. Yeah. Bad yeah.
2: neighbor's moving and sprucing up the place. And doing something nice. And I was like, whoa. Wow. I guess even dicks aren't 100% bad. And I was like, oh my God, is that a lesson? And I was like, oh my God, it is. Wow. And I was like, wow. Honestly, now that I know he's going to pay for some shit to be done, not that mad at him anymore. Kind of don't care.
1: Wow. So you know what
2: I did? What? I took the little scrap of paper that had my grudge for him and his dickiness on it, and I moved it into my gratitude jar and wrote a little extra note that said, even dicks aren't 100% all bad.
0: Oh, that is something to be grateful for. Right? That is a gratitude grudge right there. And how did you
2: end your second week, Jolenta? Well, I did step eight, which is be responsible with your grudge holding. And I went to therapy. Talked Mm -hmm. about all my anger, like I always do.
0: (laughs) Well, there's nothing more responsible than that, going to therapy. So I I think that's a perfectly wonderful cherry on the top of your two weeks.
2: I agree. How was your second week living by how to hold a grudge? So, reminder, I ended my first week with step
0: two, writing my grudge story, And I started off week two with step three.
2: And that would be going over the story of your grudge and creating an alternative ending, yes?
0: Yes, that is right. So first, I tried to figure out what kind of story I'd written, the first story. And after reading it multiple times, I realized it was a story about people who had no idea about how their life choices were affecting ours and who maybe needed the tables turned. And I rewrote the story to reflect that injecting a little bit of vitriol and maybe a little bit of humor. Here I am reading the new version of the story to Dean. Once upon a time, Dean and Kristen found a lovely apartment. All three times they visited before moving in, they knocked on the upstairs neighbor's door and insisted that they and their small children go about their normal business so that they could assess the noise. Upon realizing the noisiness of the older child, Kristen and Dean asked the neighbors to put down both rugs and padding. (laughs) Dean and Kristen moved in. When the noise continued to happen, Dean and Kristen gifted the neighbors with thicker and thicker rugs, rugs covered in shag, which made the children trip easily. Additionally, Dean and Kristen began having the kind of loud, noisy sex they had in their early months of dating. (laughs) The kind of sex that attracted long letters of complaint from Dean's former next-door neighbor. (laughs) And that made Dean and Kristen giggle, because that neighbor was even louder than the upstairs neighbor with the kids. They were, yeah. The sex was fantastically energetic and varied, not at all the kind of sex that the upstairs neighbors were having these days. Usually the upstairs neighbors were too tired to even hug with their rambunctious, exhausting children. Eventually, the upstairs neighbors slipped a note under Kristen and Dean's door, asking if they could be quieter when they made love. Dean and Kristen laughed and laughed and put the letter in their file folder next to the old neighbors' letters. They kept on having loud sex. Eventually, the upstairs neighbors were over it. They wanted a quiet house in the suburbs, and so they sold their apartment to Kristen and Dean for half price so that they could get on with their lives. Dean and Kristen then combined the upstairs apartment with their own so they could live in one giant, very quiet apartment at the end.
3: (laughs) I love that story. That's perfect. Perfect. Good. I can't wait for this to become reality, hon. That is
2: beautiful.
0: Oh, I'm so glad you like it. I'm so glad also, you liked
3: it. I
2: remind me to just never be your neighbor, because <laughs> you have so many thoughts and have very loud sex.
0: <laughs> Only when it
2: is required. <laughs> I have to say, I'm impressed.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: And what did you do after that?
0: After that, we did step four. We tried to learn from the grudge. Nice. Dean and I looked at the story side by side. And then I asked him, is there a lesson to be gleaned from all of this? And here's what he said
3: I don't think they don't care about us. I just don't think they think about us. We're like under their feet. They don't. How often do you think about the stuff under your feet? All the time,
0: because our upstairs neighbors make me even more (laughs)
3: conscious about how my
0: feet are moving
3: in this apartment. But that's because we're floor four of five. Mm -hmm. And because you're a considerate, caring person. And you don't think they're considerate or caring. I think they have two small children, and that is taking all of their caring. And their neighbors really don't factor in. And no matter what we do, nothing's going to make a difference. I can't think of anything other than being really obnoxious. All right. And I just don't think that's fair. I guess we can just come up with fantasy scenarios because that's kind of fun. It is. How lovely would it be to own both floors?
0: So, yeah, I agree with Dean. There's not really anything we can do differently. You know, we've complained to them. We've Mm -hmm. talked to them. All we can really do now at this point is... Have a sense of humor about it. Yeah. And Dean and I are pretty good about having a sense of humor.
2: I love it. And also, I think it just gets you sort of exercising a different empathy muscle than we usually do, where it's just sort of helping put it in perspective of like, oh, right, they don't really give a shit right now. They're miserable. They
0: are miserable. And yes. the
2: last thing they're thinking of is the other people's lifestyle below their feet. Like, yeah. it's it's just a good way to keep perspective and a very good sense of humor. Thank and you. Uh, what'd you do with that sense of humor next? <laughs> that would
0: be step five. I placed my grudge in my grudge cabinet. Love it. Which in my case was actually just a Google Drive folder because Dean and I have too much paper on the house. Mm,
2: you didn't go mason jars? No, no. So yeah, <laughs> it's okay. But I
0: did create a special Google folder to put my grudge in, and I also did a gratitude grudge folder Beautiful. that I created in Google Drives. And in my gratitude grudge folder, which, by the way, is step, step six. six, yes. yes. Um, I just wrote down some things I was grateful for that people were doing for me that week related to my book, actually. Because ah. in the midst of all this, while the upstairs neighbor kids were running, 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 running for 16 hours a day, I was actually writing, 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 writing the finishing touches on my book. Yay. And... All of these friends that I reached out to to write blurbs for the book, mm. they were starting to send them all into me, and oh, nice. which is so much work because they had to read my book cover to cover and then write up something beautiful that talked about how talented I am or how useful this book is, and. I was incredibly grateful. During those moments, I would read those blurbs coming in. I was not thinking about the upstairs neighbors at all. I was just thinking, how lucky am I to have friends like this who are willing to go to bat for me and put their names on the line for me and for my book. So I wrote all of those things down. And I have to say that my gratitude grudge folder was 10 times the size of my grudge folder.
2: And that felt really good. It felt really, really good. So does that mean you were ready for step seven, which
0: is (laughs) forgive? Oh, God. Well, you know what? I did have a full heart, and Mm -hmm. a full heart means I should be ready to forgive, right?
2: You don't have to be. It's up to you. I chose to. Yay!
0: I chose to forgive. I just— You know, that empathy you mentioned earlier? I just Mm. kept thinking about that. I kept thinking about how miserable these upstairs neighbors are. And yes, they brought it on themselves. They're the ones who chose to have two kids in three years or whatever it is. They they chose that. But I think a lot of people who choose to have kids go in completely unaware of what they're signing up for. They go in with a lot of optimism, Mm -hmm. and they have no idea of how miserable they're going to be for the first two to seven years. And our upstairs neighbors are... Exactly at that point in their lives. And I just, you know, I thought, I can forgive you because I don't think you ever actually set out to be the noisiest neighbors in the Um, world. I don't think you deliberately try to make our lives loud and miserable. You're just so miserable yourselves you have no idea. You
2: don't even notice the hell you're living in.
0: And I can forgive you because you didn't do anything on purpose. You're just in your own version of hell now.
2: I love it. Step seven, check. Now on to step eight. The last one, be a responsible grudge holder.
0: Yes, yes. And I want you to know I was. Good. Not only did I think about all the people who probably are holding grudges against me. I'm sure there are lots of people holding grudges against me in the world, probably more than I even, like people I probably am not even thinking about
2: anymore probably are still mad at me. Those are the ones that are still mad. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I bet there are tons of those people. But um, not only did I acknowledge that there are probably other people mad at me in the world, I also thought, I'm going to extend an olive branch to my upstairs neighbors. And so, even though they have no idea of how mad Dean and I are at them all of the time, I knew that I had a lot of anger in my heart toward them. And to lift that anger out of my heart, I decided to give them a present. So, yes.
2: That's so nice.
0: So, at one point, a sponsor, Pretty Litter, sent me a box of kitty litter. Mm -hmm. And I decided to give this giant box of kitty litter to the upstairs neighbors for their two little cats that their kids are chasing around all the time. Aww. So that maybe there's just a little less poo being chased around the house too. Yay, tail.
2: less poo. Yes. And <laughs> I knocked
0: on their door and I gave it to them. And the parents looked so frazzled you and so made miserable. made
2: their day a little bit, right? I they hope. were in
0: shock. They didn't know how yeah. to answer when I gave them the kitty litter. <laughs> they were like, what? Why are you being nice for no reason? Exactly. Yeah. And I thought, well you know what, I feel like I did the right thing. You did. clearly they are so miserable they couldn't even properly say thank you. They were in so much shock. So they're just like not in a good place in their lives now. And maybe giving them a little bit of love and forgiveness is the way to go.
2: That's so great. But do you like it? Do you like the book? Do you think it's great? I don't know.
0: (laughs) Well, it's not quite verdict time yet. It's time for us to take a little break. And when we come back, we will tell everyone our verdicts.
2: But first, a reminder, we want to hear from you. Have you lived by this book? How many grudges do you have? Tell us everything. Share your story. Email us at kristinangelenta at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Get them a one-size-fits-all gift like a new oral health routine with Quip. With guiding features like a
0: built-in two-minute timer that reminds you when to switch sides and sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle on sensitive gums, Quip makes sticking to a good habits simple. And I can speak from experience on this one because I have sensitive gums. Mm-hmm. I have sensitive teeth. I was just at the dentist this week. Her teeth are basically chalk. (laughs) Yes. And just this week, the dentist was reminding me about how much better my teeth are when I use an electric toothbrush like Quip.
2: That is beautiful. that's why I love Quip and why over 1 million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash buy the book right now, you can get your first refill pack free. That's your first refill pack free at get. Q-U-I-P dot slash buy the book! book.
0: Okay, Jolenta, it's time to get down to business. It's verdict time. Did How to Hold a Grudge actually work? Would we recommend it?
2: Well, Kristen, I love this book. I am not surprised. I loved this book. And I feel a little torn because I know from living by this book, There wasn't much there there, you know? Mm -hmm. When it comes down to it, the steps were hard to distill, and they're a little big, and they just sort of draw out a process that could be a lot shorter, I think. Mm -hmm. But also, I just really liked this book. I love grudges. I loved reading every grudge example and getting, like, fired up and being like, yeah, that is dumb, but, like, yeah, that lesson makes sense. Like, I loved it. I loved just the constant justification of, like, working through anger instead of denying it and, like, trying to shove it down. I just loved it. And I loved it in part just because it's so different from what we normally read It may be as meandering as what we normally read, but the content was so refreshingly negative. (laughs) You know, it wasn't a list of like, here's all the times I like pretended something negative didn't bother me. But instead it was like, here's all the times shit has tripped people up and they have like really felt it. And when I got to the actual advice, once we could sift it out of the book, it didn't literally helped me, I think. I think it helped put things in perspective. And even though I feel like I'm fueled by anger, I'm like, honestly, I'm not that angry. And these things I hold on to are like pretty generic grudges, and I'm allowed to process them. And it's, you know, stuff my therapist has been trying to get me to do forever. Hmm. So I honestly think this helped me put my grudges in perspective, not feel the need to like remind myself of them all the time. I think it truly sort of quieted My brain a little. And for that, I fully recommend it. Good. And my neighbor's moving. And I think the book inadvertently got him to move. Oh, dang. Nothing's Mm. that magical, or is it? How about you? What is your verdict?
0: All right. First, I want to say, The vast majority of this book is just a series of stories about the grudges that the author holds. Dozens and dozens and dozens of stories in detail and how she catalogs them and so on. And while some of the stories are quite entertaining, they aren't necessarily full of constructive advice so much as reassurances that it's okay to hold a grudge. And, you know, it's fine. We we should be allowed to hold grudges. We should be allowed to feel angry. I am very pro feel your anger if you're angry. Yes. Yes. yes you
2: very much are. I, I
0: am in favor of that. But the problem for me is that I'm just not a natural grudge holder. For the most part, I get mad and then I get over it. Or I get mad and I cut you out of my life, you fuckhead. So I don't really see much point in grudges for
2: myself. I mean, it sounds like really you just do what the book says really quickly in your head.
0: Yes. And I mean, I have to say her process is just too drawn out and too agonized and too time-consuming for my taste. I don't need to spend that much time on stuff. I really don't. I mean, all that being said, I still did get joy out of writing those stories about my neighbors. It really was helpful for me to write out everything that had happened with my neighbors briefly and then to write out the alternate scenario, which made Dean and I giggle. You know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. It it was good for a laugh. And it helped us to approach the whole thing with a sense of humor. And I think it did help us to just hunker down and be a little bit more empathetic toward the situation that they're in also. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously, we would love for them to change up their noise issue. And we would love for them to move. We would love a lot of things. But they're not bad people. And they're not trying to make us miserable. And it was good to be reminded of that. So overall, it was helpful. But the book is overkill. It's just yeah. too much. So for that, I'm going to say most people probably don't need this book other than just a reminder that it's okay to get angry sometimes. And if you need that reminder, read this book. It may help you.
2: I think a lot of the authors we live by should read this book. Oh, um, yeah. But a not lot of necessarily them. a lot of people listening.
0: Yeah. A lot of people who write self-help books don't think it's okay to be angry. Ever. You guys are wrong.
2: Wrong. And that's it for this episode of By the Book. Huge, huge thank you and no grudge held (laughs) towards our fabulous production team at Stitcher, Nora Ritchie and Casey Hallford. And thanks as always to Nate Weida, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos, who performed it. Only gratitude grudges there.
0: Yeah. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you've read How to Hold a Grudge. Let us know about the grudges that you're holding, good and bad. Let us know about the person who really deserves all of our vitriol and none of our forgiveness. Also, send us any questions or suggestions for future books for us to live
2: by. Our email address is kristinangelenta gmail.com. And you can also tweet us at Jalenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, and at ByTheBookPod. Also on Instagram, at ByTheBookPod.
0: Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people to find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show.
2: Tell someone you have a grudge against about the show. Oh, but when you
0: rate us and review us, don't put down if you have a grudge against us. Only
2: gratitude grudge us if you're rating us. Yes. Until next time, I'm Jalenda Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Hold on. How many grudges do you have? Well, well, why don't we just take a listen? (laughs) Well, well, well. Fuck me. I don't know what to say.
1: Stitcher.
0: Whatever struggles you are facing from depression and anxiety to trauma and grief, BetterHelp can connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And by-the-book listeners even get 10% off your first month with the discount code BTB. So why not get started?
2: Simply go to betterhelp.com BTB and fill out a questionnaire to get matched with a counselor you'll love today.
1: The Living Room is where you make life's most beautiful memories.